Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Glad to be talking on this episode with comics creator Russ Leach. Russ, may, may I call you Russ? Is that okay? Yes, of course. No problem at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm appreciating your sock monkey there, as well as Marvin the Martian overseeing this exchange. So, yeah, T-Monkey and Marvin and Batman and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was checking out some of your Batman art just a little bit ago on social media as well. Oh, great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll mention a few titles here at the beginning, and then we can talk about uh, whichever ones you want to focus on a little bit, sure. and also some, some pretty general questions. So Red Angel, mm -hmm being one of those of, of yours oh. that I've enjoyed. Wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> 2011, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, some yeah. nice steampunk uh, approach there. And then Terminus at Fenton's Green. Yeah, that was my first graphic novel, yeah. A very, very fascinating graphic novel. Lots of uh, horror elements and mm. psychological yeah. things. Yeah, Adam did a great, great job on the writing on that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, well, and you you were wonderful as the artist as well. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And then you also have Only Death Can Save Us, which is a more yeah. recent one. Yeah, that's my own creation. Yeah. 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 And you are both author and artist on that. Is that right? Yes, author and artist, although um, uh, Rick, uh, oh, wait, what's the book one? I, uh, I worked uh, with uh, Rick Hoskin on Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And um, Tim Quinn, who is uh, uh, an ex-Marvel editor, uh, offered to help out as well, who, who I knew personally. Um, so um, Rick came on board for the first book just to help me with dialogue and uh, a couple of bits and pieces of the plot. But it was it was basically my concept and my idea. And I wrote the whole script out for him to take a look at. And then in the second book, I gave him a, a loose plot synopsis and he built the story around that so we're kind of partnering on that now um but yeah the original concept was all mine so love it love it all right so let me let me back up just a touch and then we can sure, talk about sure. those books and other ones uh as well what what about comics drew you in why why comics uh you probably get the same answer from an awful lot of uh, artists especially my age <laughs> it's just something i loved as a kid uh, mm -hmm. it, it spoke to me on a very basic level um i got my first comics when i was probably about four or five i think yeah. the, fir the first comic i actively remember copying art out of was um uh a dc comic called and i've got them up there and i can't remember their name you something you will have to forgive me always i'm awful with names no no um, worries no worries uh so uh, it, uh two seconds and i'll grab it off the off the shelf sure sure i actually um i love that you have it right there too yeah it's, it's all it's all up there um <laughs> I, uh, I bought myself these copies uh, just recently of Stalker magazine. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. And uh, I got the first four issues uh, on on uh, uh, from a, a, a reseller. And um, 
they're lovely absolutely lovely and um th so this was the first this this very book this very comic stalker here was the book i remember drawing out of as a very very young child uh and then late 70s i you know started to get my own money from well, my own money <laughs> my mum and dad used to give me an allowance as, as yeah, we call it pocket money not mm -hmm. not much but it was enough to get my me um my first uh book that i bought myself on a regular basis which was captain britain mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the original incarnation of that and uh so it, it just went from there really i just fell in love with comics obviously on the, on the tv at the time you, you had doctor who you had um reruns of the original star trek and stuff like that which i loved mm -hmm. um and uh, just comics just seemed to be a visualization of that and also I, I i had a bent towards drawing anyway and artwork so it just all fell from there i suppose love it love it and so what was the the path like from sort of those early childhood readings to creating in in the world of comics and publishing Ooh. oh that's a that's a long curvy curvy road um it's obviously something i always wanted to do i remember copying uh pages of micronauts out um when, when i was uh, at, at uh, senior school around 11 uh, or so um and it was just something i knew i always wanted to do but could never kind of work out how i could do it mm -hmm. uh, i knew marvel was always the thing for me i loved marvel as a kid uh, although you know batman and superman obviously turned up and you ask any artist you know what's the character they want to draw and you know eight, eight out of ten will go batman mm -hmm. um so you know that that was a that was a de facto batman was a de facto i loved i loved the series on uh, as a kid the, the old adam west series yeah when i went yeah. through the angst of teenage years up into you know early 20s i despised it uh and then came back and realized what genius it was later on in life yeah um but uh, it it kind of I went I went to college I went to art college I did a uh, a pre degree course did a, a diploma in design um, and then it ended up going into the, the design industry I went into publishing and production um, uh, point of sale that kind of stuff retail mm -hmm. uh, as well as going through holiday brochures and magazines and all kinds of stuff like that designing um, all the time loving comics but not really knowing quite how to you know get involved mm -hmm. um it it did strike me after a while that maybe the only way to do it was to live in new york and that was never <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> there were obviously things like 2000 ad over in the uk mm -hmm. and star lord and, and stuff like that which again i i did enjoy did re, uh, buy a lot of when i was younger um and they felt <laughs> They felt difficult to get to as well. I mean, obviously, they weren't completely impossible because people did get to draw for them. But I kind of never worked out at an early age how to get there. Uh, so I, I carried on with an art and, uh, design career. Mid-90s, I penciled some stuff up and sent it into Marvel. Um, mm -hmm. Back then, it was snail mail. There was, no, uh, there was no email. So everything was done long distance and over a period of time. I remember the new talent manager was john louis lewandowski and he got back to me and said he loved my work and that he'd passed my stuff around the editors but th that's a really short story i mean that lasted for six months backwards and forwards oh yeah yeah i think it ended up in 95 96 i even ended up talking to kevin hopgood i think it's hopgood 
the Iron Man uh, artist who, who who was yeah I think it's Hopgood who mm -hmm. was based over here and he was very pleasant to me on the phone and what have you. Been, I'd been given his number, um, and I spoke to a, an editor over at uh, 2000 AD as well, and he gave me some great advice. Um, and uh, with one thing or another. It just didn't happen. I had a mortgage. I had kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I carried on art directing. Um, I, uh, I ended up um, getting heavily involved in digital uh, asset management um, and then um, producing online environments. So I ended up getting into coding. Uh, I had my own business from 2000 to 2009 doing exactly oh. that kind of stuff. Um, and for one reason or another, I mean, it was, it was successful enough, but it wasn't the kind of business that you could uh, hand off to your kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of business. Um, and through one reason or other, we decided to, to, you know, to move on and do some other projects, which I did. I did another couple of digital projects and it occurred to me that then was the time, you know, it was, it, mm -hmm. I was getting on. And if I really loved it, I should give it a go. Um, yeah. And uh, I felt that I'd had a career in publishing that I kind of was experienced enough to give it a, a good crack. Uh -huh. um, very naive of me, considering how much I knew in business and how much I knew in production coming into the comic book industry was uh, <laughs> eye-opening, let's say. Um, so I, I gave it a go, and um, my uh, after a year or two, we realised that if I was going to make this work, I had to give it my all. I had to give it my mm. soul. Mm -hmm. um and uh had to believe in myself unfortunately my wife believed in me as well and we we sold our house and got a smaller place and got rid of our mortgage wow and what that meant was uh a quality of because i to be honest it, it wasn't just about being an illustrator it was also quality of life i didn't want to give my soul to a corporate um and not see my family yeah. Um, and I got to a point where, fortunately, because of the work that I'd done in my own career, our mortgage was movable. I could get rid of it. <clears throat> so I did that. We moved to a smaller place out, further out in the country. And, um, yeah, that's, that's when I started picking up lower paid jobs. I got, you know, low paid gigs, indie gigs, all kinds of stuff. In fact, the, the first thing I did was for, um, is it New Baby Productions? I think that's what they called themselves. And I, I did like a, a spin on um, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and the the the, uh, the time machine. I think it was called the 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 Chrono, the Chrononauts, or something like that. Anyway, I, it was my first ever go at something really, you know, substantial. It was oh. it was a hundred pages. I got paid next to nothing for it, but I did meet through it who was the writer. Uh, who was doing various things at the time, Jason Quinn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Jason Quinn and I ended up having a conversation and we got on. Uh, he, he liked what I did with it. The, the, the book never actually got published. I got, I got a sample of it, but it never got published. And then so I went on and did other, you know, indie work and did whatever I could. I got involved with uh, Unstoppable Comics. That's J.D. Rosario, hails out of New York. And... Um, uh, and also uh, the Red Angel stuff as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. earlier. And um, I, I just did, you know, stuff. I, I felt that even though it was low pay, I was getting paid to learn mm -hmm. uh, because even though I'd been in a career of production, uh, I hadn't learned huge amounts about, you know, 
the art of making comics. And um, I, I, I came back with a with a more mature view. I'm glad I didn't get the work. I'm glad I didn't get the gig in the 90s because I don't think I'd have developed in the way that I have. Mm-hmm. And and coming in later meant that I could I could appreciate other styles, other approaches far more widely than I could have done when I was younger. Uh, I'd just learned more. I'd become more mature. And it meant that I approached my work slightly differently. Um, I, I got a quick start because I started using a, a Wacom very early on instead of I, I used to, to draw on, on paper direct when I back in the 90s when I, you know, I spoke to Marvel. Um, but when I came back, I'd done so much tech technical work technology work that i just i was drawn towards using the wacom and drawing on screen uh, so i started doing that and I, I was scared stiff of of an ink pen and and a brush so back okay. to you <laughs> we're back to it All right, where, where was i where was i um i've completely lost train of thought now you were um, talking about how you uh i think you said ink sort of scared you oh that's right yes we we're talking about, i was talking about wacoms and how i'd gotten when I when I finally came back to illustration, I was uh, kind of scared of inks and what have you. So I went straight into the tech, technical side, of, straight into using digital tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, eventually, that that actually turned out as a, a sort of a bit of a, I say, a quick route to finding my style because I just, I, I you know, I launched myself at it, lived it, did it, mm-hmm. and now I actually ink exclusively traditionally unless i'm doing um unless i'm doing storyboards or something like that where it's just you know it's just digital if i'm doing comic book pages i draw them digitally so the same as if i was using a a light box i consider layers much like using a light box really um and then i pump it out to to blue line and i ink it with uh dip pens uh brushes brush pens are great now Mm -hmm. um and any, any kind of stuff that i can get to make it work so I kind of had a really weird turnaround way of, of coming at it. Um, but uh, that aside, um, going through, you know, the indie work that I did, uh, Jason had gone off to campfire graphic novels in India and had done exceptionally well over there. And he wanted to come back to the UK. So he came back in 2014, I think, around there, and he approached me to do some work with him uh, which didn't work out in the end it was a a pokemon thing but then in january of 2015 um the bbc had this magazine called doctor who adventures magazine (laughs) and uh, the publisher at the time wanted to move away and do something else so they said could you take it on to panini and panini said yes and so jason was given the job as editor and he called me up and that was it that was my first professional gig Nice. nice. So uh, it that's you know like when people say how do you get into comics? It's like well, how do you get out of a prison? How do you escape from a prison? Every <laughs> every escape is unique, you know. Like and it's the right. same with getting into comics. Every everybody's journey in is unique. Um, so you know, I've I've been fortunate since then to work on multiple uh, you know IPs. Uh, I I I did a lot of. Um, marvel characters i've never actually worked for an editorial for marvel but i did a lot of marvel character work for um how to draw the marvel way which went on for four or five years Mm -hmm. um i did a lot of doctor who uh doctor who magazine 
I've not worked for Titan, but I've done a, a lot of work for Panini on it. Um, I did a Ben 10 strip for a while, which was great. Worked directly with Warner Brothers on that. Um, and uh, and I got to do the Batman strip as well, which was only short-lived, but it was I got to draw Batman. So big tip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can die a happy artist now. I did Batman, yeah. So um <laughs> and and then interspersed with all that, all other kinds of work came my way just because you know you get involved. So for instance, you know, I worked with um with Rick uh, on Doctor Who Adventures, and he put me in the direction of uh, another company that ended up asking me to do a huge job for them in in AI. It was actually AI story driven stuff, and I did some film uh, storyboarding for a while, and all kinds of other things. So I suppose the lesson from that is stay agile, do mm-hmm. lots of different things. You can't expect just to draw comics, mm-hmm. um, but if you if you do get a, a you know a reasonably long-term gig. So I did Doctor Adventures for two years. I did a stint on Doctor Who magazine for just over a year. I did a stint with Ben 10 for a year. I did a stint with Batman for a year. If you do get them, um, you know, be on time. Get the work done. Yeah, <laughs> don't definitely. don't mess about. Don't don't flake out. Be <laughs> be there. And I think maybe going full circle, that's where having the career I did have prior to coming to comics has actually helped me because mm-hmm. I hit deadlines and make sure I get the brief right and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's yeah. a sort of a, a rambling road, but that that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. So. Yeah. No, very cool. Very cool. And and not bad at all to start out with Dr. Who as the first oh. professional gig. That's a, no, that's a big no. one. <laughs> I mean, I, I did, I did do cartwheels around the room while I could still do them uh, back then. Yeah. So uh, my wife, I just showed the, the email to my wife and she's looking over my shoulder like, Oh my God, you know? Yeah. Well done. Um, the Doctor Who is a, I suppose it's the British, um, I suppose you could put Doctor Who up there with maybe Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. But even mm-hmm. then, Doctor Who transcends comics and stuff. It's more entertaining. So I suppose it's the it's the it's the British Mickey Mouse for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes. Everybody knows Doctor Who. So yeah. to have been on that is, I mean, it was a privilege. It was it was fantastic to have done that. Um, and it, it you know, yes, it was my first pro gig, and uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. But they don't just flow on from there. You think. <laughs> It's not like getting a thousand subs on YouTube. All right, that's it. We're off, you know. Um, No, you get that first professional gig and you think, right, this is it. This is my chance. I'm in there. And it's like, not necessarily, not necessarily at all. You know, the the editor that you work with might love your work, but the editor who's currently on Spider-Man might hate you, you know, Mm. your work. That is, you know, so it's like, you know, you just, you just don't know, you know, where you're going next. All you can do is, is do the best job possible. Mm-hmm. And, and make sure that you have a good reputation uh, and that's it really yeah so the the current work is only death can save us is that right anything you'd like yeah. to share about that yeah book two uh went out to the publisher a couple of months back it's now available on uh on amazon and barnes and noble those kinds of places book palace um you can still get a crowdfunded version. So the original edited version, which is limited prints, uh, print run. Uh, I, I still provide those to my website. But if you just want to go get the edited version over on Amazon, obviously, if you're uh, a member of Amazon Prime, you, you know, it's 
it's nothing to get it posted to you so it, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot cheaper to go through places like that um so that second book is done the third book is slated for me to start work on that in the new year uh rick and i have already sort of chatted about the the um story on that i've just come off a run on doc two magazine and i did a the doomsday special for them as well um uh, so that that may come back I, I don't know you know they they what they like to do is they like to swap around their creative um teams um so uh it keeps it keeps it fresh mm -hmm. so that may come back i don't know um something will happen at some point that you know i go on great with those guys um right now i'm working on a version or a, an adaptation of um the first cull book which is now in public domain oh, and it's, nice. that's the, by robert e howard and that's uh -huh. the shadow the shadow kingdom um uh, randy zimmerman of uh, arrow comics has adapted that and we're looking to publish that as something called arrow legends Love so that. what we'd like to do is we'd like to do like a, a cull maybe a tarzan uh, uh -huh. maybe at some point we'd do maybe the spider the shadow anything that's in public domain which has got that kind of um that kind of appeal to it and uh and put that out so what we'd like to do is maybe do three or four of those kind of books uh the way that i'm doing is i'm inking it and then putting a um a wash an ink wash over it and then mm -hmm. we'll put flat colors behind it so that'll be what we publish and then we might put them all together as an art book and make like a bigger thicker you know uh, bigger size pages uh format so that we can sell it as an art book afterwards so so that's the project i'm currently in uh that's the the thing that's got most of my attention at the moment but like i, I say that. i'll be back on only death in the new year so. i love the the pulp story so i would love to see yeah. that oh yeah i mean the yeah this i'm absolutely thoroughly enjoying myself with it um yeah. it's a slightly different style for me as well i'm putting in a bit more detail and, mm -hmm. and texture something that i've something that i did in the only death uh, material the first book was very much uh, very much an homage to the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. so it was there was a lot of um uh, inspiration from people like john buscema and and kirby and that kind of that kind of feel the second one was more sort of 80s maybe a bit more stalin um you know that that kind of stuff um and there is a there is a change in the story for the third book and it actually is kind of meta where mm. it, it makes everything look slightly different so my style will now move on to maybe sort of not a 90s style but something a bit more you know uh, there's a bit more detail in it and a bit more uh texture um and so I'm, I'm kind of doing that with only death and at the same time i'm doing these black and white work with um with the, the legend stuff um so uh it's it, it's all development i did it's, it's all just you know pressing forward and and um certainly i've always loved conan and carl and that kind of stuff and, mm -hmm. uh, and having a crack at tarzan would be quite cool as well Definitely. Um, uh, but uh but yeah and, and and the shadow i'd love to do a shadow book mm -hmm. and at some point a western as well would be fan fantastic uh but it it all depends what what comes up really and how well you know you got to come down to figures as well do they sell well you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I got around th- just over 300 people in the end buying the Only Death Can Save Us book. So, you know, it's not a bad amount for crowdfunding. That's not, not a bad figure. Uh, what I'd aim to is at some point in time, if I could get my audience up to around 500, mm-hmm. that would be perfect to do a couple of books a year. So, yeah. um, and I can intersperse that with any professional work that comes my way. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, um, I'll feature the, the website when I share this and okay. all of those sort of things, any spaces that people can go to follow your work or any upcoming events that you'd like to mention. Um, the, the, you can find me at russleach.com. Mm-hmm. So all my, uh, all my social medias are there. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel, comic book, black belt. And, um, on there, I've, I've got some stuff about my process I've got some reviews of stuff that I love and all that kind of kind of things. So it's an, it's a it, there's also um, quite a lot of in-depth analysis of the work that I've done, some of the Ben Ten stuff and that kind of thing. So it's it, you know it's, it's quite an interesting uh, uh, view of the way that I do things. I don't consider these things tutorials. They're just like saying, look, this is the way I do it. If that's helpful, then brilliant. Um, so you can get to that through rustleach.com. I go on to um, uh, Indie Comics Network uh, with uh, Randy and uh, and Glenn uh, Fleming. Um, and uh, we at the moment we're doing something called Comics by Night on a Friday morning. It's very early, but you can <laughs> you can uh, pick a, pick them up later during the day. And and at the moment we're running through Watchmen. Oh, nice, um, but nice. we've done Buscema and uh, Steranko and what have you. And we've gone through books and basically sort of looked at the way that the art was done, the way the stories were put together. So it's, it's an analysis. I suppose it's a little bit like uh, comic kayfabe, mm-hmm. except longer form. Because um, I love those uh, those guys and what they do. Uh, so we, we just sit there and, you know, check that stuff out. There's a bit of chat and what have you. So we do that. So, yeah, you can pick me up there. Um, but pretty much everything you can get through russleach.com fantastic all right all right i'll be sure and share the the website and the youtube any yeah anything that i've missed that you'd like to make sure to share uh no not really just um you know i from a personal perspective i think at the moment indie comics independent comics are the future Mm -hmm. it's everything Mm -hmm. it's where all the creatives uh creative creativity is at the moment it's where all the buzz is it's where it's where people are making new things um and uh without getting involved in all the rubbish that goes on with it <laughs> just support indie creators just yeah. you know get out there and do it and read great books and be nice to each other yeah yeah <laughs> there's so much to discover in indie books yes, so there uh, is absolutely. there is yeah yeah well thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me no uh, problem at all thank me thank you for inviting me Yeah, my pleasure and glad to talk with you anytime. Cheers. Thank you. I'll see you again soon. Sounds great. Bye-bye.